0: Good God! The little ragtop sputters and runs out of gas. Reverend Johnson smiles. It's no easy chore getting the British racing green Mazda Mayata to run out of gas. The sprightly but exceedingly frugal 2.0 inline 4 runs for miles on fumes and doesn't demand high test. The cheapest off-brand 87 octane makes her run like a thoroughbred. In contrast, the Reverend's previous Roadster, an antique MGBGT, also in British racing green, demanded Shell Nitro Super Premium 93 octane, or she bitched like a prima donna rock and roll goddess. And the second her gas gauge hit E, she sputtered and died. Of course, the Rev loved this feature because running out of gas, after all, was the whole point of the exercise. He especially loved that MGB GT because the moody sports car occasionally just conked out without rhyme or reason. Bosch electrical problems mostly, but pump even a gallon of crappy petrol into her tank and the carburetor would clog and kill that GT dead in its tracks. A very temperamental broad, but still, the Reverend loved those unexpected breakdowns. The Miata offers no such spontaneity. Closing in now on 90,000 miles, the two-seater has had zero repairs, one set of new brakes, two sets of new tires, and a few oil changes. It is a marvel of Japanese engineering and a pretty good thrill to drive. Not tremendously fast off the line, but with that six speed short throw and that inline four, it's plenty peppy and extremely agile. Go kart steering. Rev J drives the shit out of her. Sure. He gets stopped by the law from time to time, but always apologizes with great sincerity whilst flashing his clerical creds and explaining to the officer that he has an ill parishioner in need of the Lord. Usually, this wee-fib whisks him on his way, except for that one copper who had a hard-on for quote-unquote priests because some asshole with his collar on backwards has been pounding my wife. Well, the Reverend Johnson shook his head in fake spiritual disgust, but nevertheless, he did get a ticket. Now, the very first time the Rev ran out of gas was just by accident. He thought he had enough to make it to the Shell station out on 206, but no, he came up a couple miles short. He sought help at the nearest house, and there found an elderly couple coincidentally looking for God, and just like that reverend johnson had a gallon of petrol and two new parishioners after that he let the mg bgt run out of gas at the end of almost every tank full sometimes he'd only put a gallon or two in the tank so we could run out a couple of times a week you see the rev believed god wanted him to run out of gas wanted him to run out at very specific locations because at those locations were lost, lonely, desperate people looking for spiritual guidance, looking for Jesus, looking for God. God sent the Rev in his British racing green MG BGT, very low on fuel, to find these people and save them The Reverend Johnson believed this. He he really did, with all his heart and soul. Now, all those new parishioners caused his little church on the hill to grow and grow. And it kept growing and kept growing, even after Reverend Johnson discovered a more, well, secular, which is to say a more earthly or perhaps temporal consequence of his MGBGT running out of gas. This consequence caused the Reverend, for the first time in his life, to doubt the existence of God. This doubt grew somewhat more urgent after Reverend Jay found out his wife was having a wild sexual fling with Freddie Lott, the assistant pastor who was also the church organist and choir director. Rev's wife was the lead soprano in the choir And every Thursday night she came home late From choir practice Smelling of wine and cheese and sex When he confronted her She bellowed Oh, don't even think about getting all high and mighty on me, Harold Now, Reverend Johnson did not care to find out What his wife meant by this And so he simply said Please, Martha, discretion Oh, good God, said Martha, you flaming hypocrite. My father warned me about marrying a minister. Yes, it's true, and Harold knew it. It could not be denied. He was living a lie, a big, fat lie. He knew it was a lie, but he couldn't help it couldn't help himself, of the flesh and all that jazz. Harold lived the lie in church. He lived it in the bed he shared with Martha, lived it in the rectory with her four children, ages 7 to 14, lived it at the grocery store and the coffee shop, and even at the hospital when he went to visit sick parishioners. Soon after partaking of the forbidden bodily delights, Harold had decided God was no more real than Santa, or Lucifer, or Bugs Bunny. There was no reality, no truth, no meaning, just whatever you by God decided. But still, every Sunday in the pulpit, his voice strong and righteous, he told his flock to put their arms around Jesus, embrace Jesus, and hold him close. He told his flock the highest calling was faith, pure faith, and never once did he mention to his flock that his own personal faith had gone whirling down the commode with another spent condom. Be gentle, he advised. Be kind, be truthful, and most of all, above all, be forgiving. For forgiveness is the clearest path to God's heart. This is chicanery despite a deep personal loathing for both his bride and that feckless Freddie lot and maybe yes maybe even for himself it was then he knew he knew he had to do something he was after all better than them better than martha and lot yes something had to give something had to change but not hopefully the good times when he ran out of gas And, miracle of miracles, not long after this low ebb, God in all his glory sent Reverend Harold a message, sent it loud and clear, Genesis, verse 1, chapter 28, my son. Harold quickly looked it up. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Of course, of course, how, Rev. J. asked himself, could I have been so stupid, so shallow, so silly? Be fruitful and multiply. Yes, of course, absolutely, be fruitful and multiply. And you see, that is how Harold got his faith back and why he tossed his condoms. It was those silly condoms that were the problem. And now, the Mayada once again out of gas, The Rev, collar in place, hair and teeth brushed, breath minty fresh, steps out of the low-slung roadster. It's a lovely spring day. Nice high blue sky, trees leafing out, flowers a-bloom, whole world, at least his whole world, feeling chipper. Reverend Johnson looks around the tidy neighborhood, just before noon on a Friday. Kids at school, dads at work, Mayata out of gas. He crosses the street, along the brick walk. Up the steps to the front porch, knocks on the door. The lady of the house answers. Middle-age, but not yet past childbearing, still able to multiply, well-preserved, but clearly sexually deprived. He can see it in her eyes. It seems, he says, I've run out of gas. Oh, my. Yes, I think my husband has some in the garage, You know, for the lawnmower. Wonderful. You're a pastor? I am. Let me just put my shoes on and we'll go have a look. Well, they take care of the gas. They have coffee on the porch. He makes her laugh. Some old Jesus joke. How does Jesus make tea? I don't know. He brews it. At first, she doesn't get it, but then she does. And when she does, she laughs and touches his knee. And not long after that, confesses, your little car is like my marriage. Really, he asks, how so? It's run out of gas. I'm so sorry to hear that, he says. And then, very gently, he touches her knee. Soon, they're inside, and upstairs, and undressed, and going at each other like a bitch in heat and the lucky hound who sniffed her out. As he pounds away on the lonely housewife, Reverend Harold Johnson assures himself he is simply doing God's work. He is doing as God instructed. He is being fruitful and multiplying. Oh yes, he is once again a believer, a great believer, perhaps the biggest believer of them all.